I don't intend intend to be part of that kill. <laughs> I know she's already kind of given. Now she's kind of creeped her way into the knockouts roster. Women's wrestling talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. You're watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad. I'm the CEO and host of WWT, and I am not alone. She is the editor and chief herself in the building, Miss Santana. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. And she's the host of In Cat We Trust, plus one of the hosts and writers for Women's Wrestling Talk. Please welcome Katrina Blake. Hey, thanks for having me as well. Hey, and we have a legend on today. This is her third time coming on the show. We are very grateful for making the time. She's a seven-time Impact Knockouts champion, Hall of Famer, and a forever trailblazer. Please welcome Gail Kim. Hey, hello, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. I also forgot to add fellow Canadian because, you know, I like to shout out the the Canadians. Um, So we'll get we'll get into it. I'll let Miss Santana start off with the first question. Sure. All right, cool. Um, Hello, Gail. Uh, First of all, um, amazing time to be in your presence. You're such an icon, honestly, and still gorgeous as ever. Um, Let's jump right in. So the first ever Queen of the Mountains is quickly like approaching like we're less than like 10 days like some anniversary is like this sunday um how did all how did you all like plan on creating this match for the knockouts division and why do you feel like the 20th anniversary of impact taking place at some anniversary was the perfect time oh boy well obviously it's our 20 year anniversary which is a huge milestone especially you know impact wrestling tna whatever you want to refer to we've gone through so many ups and downs and a roller coaster just as wrestling is and uh you know everyone was kind of like there were certain times throughout the years where people were like we're gonna die they're they're going away and we're still standing here (laughs) and we're so proud of that and right now you know in the last couple years with this management regime um things have just been so positive you know from fan feedback to our peers out in the industry not just within our company other wrestlers because you know we all talk and (laughs) we're all friends up and down the road and so of course when it came to this anniversary pay-per-view they would need, you know, the knockouts have always been a cornerstone of this company for the past 13 years, or no, 15 Mm -hmm. years, actually. And so, you know, we needed something big. Uh, We just completed and, you know, having that milestone of of having that ultimate X, the knockouts ultimate X match. And that was a match, you know, it kind of reminded me watching the girls on this roster um, fighting for that match a couple months ago, how I felt when I was fighting for certain matches throughout the years. And the girls, you know, I, I told the story before, but the structure went up for the ultimate X. And it was for TV and it was, or a pay-per-view and it was for the men. And the ladies went to Scott and I was a witness. I was there ringside and they're like, we want to have an ultimate X match. We want to do this. And so, you know, uh, they're, you know, they're always open-minded, but they did have some hesitations. They're like, well, you know, it's a tall structure. You need a lot of upper body strength. We've never done one before. Do you think you really can do it? And all the ladies started just climbing the structure right then and there. <laughs> to prove, hey, we can do this. And so 
they gave them that match and they delivered. And so when it came to Slammiversary 20, there was no hesitation. There was no fighting. It was literally like, let's bring this match that they, we've always had for the men as a staple of this company's history. And we believe in the women. We don't even have to have them fight for it. Uh, here it is. Let's have you guys deliver. And so I've already put the pressure on everyone to steal the show. And I fully expect it. And these five competitors, all former knockout world champions. I mean, this match is going to be highly competitive. And I'm just so excited and excited for the girls. Same. Who are you looking to win? Who do you think is going to win this match? That's what I want to know. I'm going for me, Young, hands down. Like, my <laughs> tag party, Nikki, is going for Liana, but me and her, we're trying to fight a little bit on impact. But I'm, I'm team me and Young. I'm, I'm going to have that in charge of this. <laughs> Right on. I mean, it's hard for me to say. I think that that would be a great accomplishment for her since she's got so much to prove right now. Mm -hmm. um, back, you know, and that's the reason why I kind of wanted her back in this knockouts division to, show, you know, because it's been a couple of years and I was like, let's show everyone what you're made of and, you know, that you are talented and let's mm -hmm. not have people forget that. Right. Yeah. I agree. So Impact is go, it's in its 20th year uh, as a company and like many of the women such as Havoc has cited you as being like a performer who helped them put on amazing matches within the company. So kind of how does it feel to see like the evolution of Impact Wrestling and then also still be a part of the history currently in 2022? I feel so grateful, to be honest. I feel blessed from above in terms of the fact that I can still have a role in women's wrestling after I retired from in-ring action because I was afraid. I was afraid of, uh, as all athletes are, when you, when you know the end is coming, you kind of question and think, what am I going to do next? You know, this thing I loved for so long, I'm going to lose it. And I was fortunate enough that Jeff Jarrett uh, accepted my... Uh, request to become a producer and agent for the girls or for the company really and so I embraced that role I love teaching I love being creative in the ring and I just felt like it was a natural progression so I'm really lucky and uh, I didn't know whether it was going to give me the same fulfillment watching the girls and guiding them and it truly does uh, I was it took some time to be honest though because I it was a major transition of being in control in the ring but then watching others do it in the ring. Um, but over some time, probably a good year or so, I learned to really, to see them grow over that time, you feel that sense of accomplishment just like they do. And when they kill it, I have the same high and for weeks I'll have the same high and the happiness and even tears sometimes when they're so happy. So I'm very invested, definitely hundred percent. Now, it was just announced, um, so Impact announced that Mickey James will be on commentary for Queen of the Mountain. So do you think Mickey will cost- She's a special enforcer, actually. <laughs> special enforcer. Do you think she'll cost somebody uh, a match for somebody? <laughs> I, Mickey James is a very fair person. And um, listen, she's a highly regarded, highly loved. Now, some of those girls in that match might have some personal feelings towards her, Tasha, <laughs> Tasha. <laughs> Um, but she's just going to be there to make sure everything is fair and square and everything is just played down the line and that there is none of that going on. So I trust Mickey, I trust her judgment, and I'm just really happy that she's a part of Slammiversary 20. 
Actually, really excited. I'm actually glad you asked about Masha because uh, so far she hasn't been announced as part of Slammiversary, but she's one of the knockouts that mm -hmm. I have such an eye on. I get chills when I think about what her future could be because, you know, we hired her at a knockouts knockdown. And uh, mm -hmm. even, you know, you bring up Havoc years ago she had a tryout with us and wrestled havoc in new york and mm -hmm. that was a pretty quick match for havoc and to mm -hmm. watch masha grow into this incredible performer and i remember when she wrestled diana uh, to me it was one of the best matches on that pay-per-view and i literally was like we need her we need her mm -hmm. on our roster and um i'm so excited because she can go really hardcore but she's mm -hmm. also a great just general wrestler in the ring. She could go technical. She's like Japanese style, strong style, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. She can do all kinds of styles and she's got great instincts. So there's a couple of people I want to see her face and um, Havoc is definitely one of them. And in, in terms of a longer feud or the Jordan Graces, the Diana's, I would love to see all that. I mean, Diana and her already had that great match. I can't even imagine what it could be. Mm -hmm over the course of several matches. Right, I also have to ask, so just to follow up with Masha. So, you know, she has this kill wall. Um, do you mind elaborating on how that may have came about? And oh, since you say you got chills, do you think you would ever end up on that kill wall? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I choose to avoid that. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting because she's gone through so many girls now and like a lot of potential talent for the future that have come out of the woodwork to uh, challenge her. And hey, I give them all props for being that brave and confident. And who knows, we might see some of them in the future. Um, but I don't intend intend to be part of that kill. <laughs> I know she's already kind of given, now she's kind of creeped her way into the knockouts roster. And mm -hmm. I thought Alicia was uh, one of her <laughs> next uh, goals right there, you know, the next person who received that picture. So I know that she was kind of on her feet about it in the last <laughs> and yeah, God bless the girls. <laughs> <laughs> you were the first um, knockouts champion and now you're working behind the scenes. So what are some takeaways you have from like stepping in the ring, but now also working from behind the scenes? I mean, definitely that it's not the same. You know, I felt like I, I was so knowledgeable, I guess you could say from, from the, and confident at the end of my career in terms of what I was doing in that ring. And it's obviously a huge part of the job to have all that knowledge, but producing uh, is a whole different ball game. You know, uh, I was taking the teaching part pretty easily, but there's a lot of things uh, that go along with this role. And it was just, challenges for me all over again, which I appreciate because 
uh, Rick Flair always said, and I remember this early in my career, he said he was still learning. I mean, when he was in his sixties, still in the business, he never felt he goes, you should be learning the whole way from beginning to end, always learning something new. And that's what I try to do. Um, try to learn from everybody, you know, everybody, even if they don't have as much knowledge as you, they could possibly teach you something along the way, whether it's in the ring or out of the ring. And um, yeah, I, because near the end of my career, when I was deciding to retire, one of the thought processes for me was, um, that made me decide definitively to retire was, I asked myself, what's my next goal? And I couldn't answer it at that point. And I was like, wow, I always had an answer for that. Like whether it was Hall of Fame or whether it was another title or whatever it was. And I felt complete. I felt complete in regards to that. And so this just seemed like a more logical uh, transition. And also, um, yeah, I didn't want fans to remember me as slowing down in the ring. And I didn't want fans to remember me at anything but my best. So I knew it was time. And this is this was the perfect role for me, in my in my opinion. I love it. Speaking of, you know, the knockdown division, um, there are a lot of women wrestlers who either are or have been making a name for themselves. Yes. If you could, if possible, name like three women you may have had your eyes on as of right now that you would love to be a part of the best women's division ever. Oh, I mean. Can they work for other companies, like major yeah. companies? Do you mean independent scene? It doesn't matter wherever you play. You oh. <laughs> well, like, Sasha's out there, right? <laughs> I mean, she's technically still under contract, but I yeah. do love her work. And of course, Naomi, I mean, they, both of them, incredible workers. Uh, I got, I was lucky enough to be able to work with Naomi. Like I was mm -hmm. there for a good, when she was doing the NXT thing, the early stages of NXT, always loved her she's never changed inside and outside that ring so uh grounded and incredibly athletic i mean i think she's probably the most athletic woman i've ever been in the same company with um and then oh man it's hard to say uh i would like another pure asian wrestler you know um someone maybe that comes out of japan i mean uh, Kyrie still technically, you know, she left the company. She's in stardom mm -hmm. right now. And I've always, you know, I kind of would love to see her or any Japanese or uh, Asian wrestler that's more their style come to mm -hmm. our company and kind of join our roster. We have a very diverse roster, though, I will say. And um, anybody who's truly passionate about being part of a strong division. And I, you know, we're very fortunate because we've built up this reputation as um, being a company that cares about women's wrestling consistently. Mm -hmm. So I get a lot of inquiries about women wanting to be part of this roster. So I feel very fortunate that a lot of women are reaching out and they recognize that uh, we care about them. Well, with, with that being said, last question before you get out of here, what does it take to be a knockout? Like, what do you look for? For me personally, um, obviously, listen, there's just so much you can bring to the table. There, we're very fortunate that wrestling, women's wrestling right now is probably at its highest. I mean, when I was 
when I was wrestling, I looked up to, okay, the Trish, Jazz, Ivory, Molly, Holly, Lisa, uh, I keep on saying Lisa, <laughs> Victoria, uh, Lita, all those girls. But that was like a division of 10 to 12. And those girls inspired, say, my generation. And I kind of crossed over. And then it becomes a larger group. And then these, group, these groups inspire even more. So there's like, it feels like hundreds of girls out there that really have mm-hmm. this right now and from all over the UK Japan I mean Canada all over um so I for me personally because I know there's a lot of girls out there and it's hard to be different these days in terms of even a gear everyone's like how do we come up with something that looks different because there's so many girls and to stand out um I think more than anything if you're authentic to yourself and who you want to be in that ring and if the with the work ethic i feel like some of that's a little lacking these days in some sense just generally not just in wrestling uh overall in society um whether it's because of i don't know technology everything everyone wants instant gratification Mm -hmm. and people have to realize that um great success and achievements take time take time and hard work and i always try to tell these girls um listen just be patient because it took me about eight years of my career to feel completely confident in that ring to lead and you know to have no doubt in myself it takes time and knowledge and picking people's brains and being open-minded to take in that knowledge and apply it. So uh, work ethic, passion, and being authentic to yourself for sure. Well, there it is. Thank you so much for coming on. I mean, if people are not following you, I don't know what they're doing with their life, but just in case, where can everybody find you? Twitter and Instagram, same handle, Gail Kim, it's me. And of course, sometimes I'm on Impact, but check out the knockouts on Impact Wrestling. Access TV, Thursday nights, eight o'clock. Oh, Slammiversary, June 19th. Don't forget, if you're in the Nashville area, we are filming on June 20th as well. It'll be the fallout from Slammiversary and you just never know who you're gonna see that night. Got a lot Sounds of support. Yeah. I think Santana, you guys are gonna be there. You and Nikki, right? Yeah, we're going to be there. Okay. Ring, so okay. the yeah, I will. Uh, one way, everyone's got the most beautiful hair. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, love it. <laughs> that is, thank you so, so much. We look forward to seeing, like, you've done amazing things. Thank you for, again for taking the time to come on uh, the show and just, you know, being a guiding light for women's wrestling. Like, you know, I, you know, I'm eternally grateful. Like you were the second person on our show when we just started. We didn't know what was going on. And, you know, you took the time out. So I really, really appreciate that. And just all everything that you're doing for women's wrestling. Yeah, but thank you guys, too, uh, for having outlets for people to talk about women's wrestling, because that helps, too. So keep on doing your thing. Much success. And yeah, move forward. Grow up and out. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. So you. Oh, my goodness. She's just amazing. I think it's the Canadian in her. Um, what do y'all? <laughs> I mean, name a bad Canadian. I mean, just forget us Americans. I look every Canadian I've met. I, I'll, I'll condense it. Every female wrestling Canadian I've met, they've just been amazing. They've just been giving. They're just they've just been amazing. And you know, I'm not trying to shut out the Americans. I'm just saying that. 
It's Gail, it's Gail Kim. Like, if you don't know who Gail Kim is, not like you, Santana, but like the world, <laughs> you don't know who Gail Kim is and the fact that she's just, you know, given her, she doesn't need to do this stuff. Like, there's a whole knockouts division that could, like, she doesn't need to take the time out. Like, it, I tell, I, I'm, a, I'm always talking about behind the scenes. We, it literally took about four days to get this together. And she could have just said, nah, I'm good. Like, she didn't have to do that. So, you know, and, you know, it's, no, oh, Canadian wrestlers, they just seem to, you know, they seem to just be nice. What can I say, Santana? What do you want from me? What do you all think? <laughs> I, Thank you. She's a great person. Not because she's Canadian. But because she's a... Oh, goodness. But you know I love me some Gail Kim. She's somebody I've actually was a really huge fan of watching wrestling growing up. And especially, again, always good to see some women of color. And so she was just so great and dominant. And then just, you know, not to rant, I'm not going to get into a rant about, you know, how I felt about certain things with Gail, but um, she was somebody I was always a huge, huge fan of because of just how great she was in the ring. And so now that she's just doing all this stuff and impact, it's like, I'm so glad we, that she's still giving, not, you know, not to burn herself out in any way, but just that she's still able to give the way she does in women's wrestling. Right. Yeah, it just feels like impact is like listening. Um, it's, it's, you know, they, you know, everybody, everything and everybody needs improvement. There's no perfection in anything, but it just feels like, you know, you have somebody who's done it for a very long time. She has the experience. She knows women's wrestling because she's done it. Why not? And, you know, the storylines, and I'm sure you can speak to this more, Santana, as far as impact storylines for the women. It's just kind of like, it's not the same. We are best friends. We're no longer best friends. It's, it's, it's more than that. And, you know, it's just nice to see stuff like that. And I don't understand why other promotions just don't, um, don't get it. Like, you know, if you want to have a great storyline. They don't well, that's what I'm saying. You know? they, and they, if you and have there's... a women position, you'll be fine. Right. If you put more right. women in these creative rooms, these, these rooms, you'll be perfect. You'll definitely see a drastic change. Just having a bunch of men in these rooms trying to develop stories for women where they don't know anything about women. You see, you get what you get, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we have more than enough women, like Lita, like you, we could name a whole bunch that are already producing stuff, um, you know, and I love the fact that Maria Canellas has her own permission, but the fact that she had to do that versus mm -hmm. just getting hired and somebody using her expertise on a consistent basis, not just for like a one-off promotion. Right. It doesn't it doesn't and, and that's often what happens you see that in business and all the time like we have to go off and create our own things just because there's no avenues in the current current set of things so um it is unfortunate i mean i hope it's going to change but you know i don't think so uh, but it, it it is what it is now speaking of slammiversity and i'm sure uh you and nikki are going to go definitely in depth in in all things impact um, what what do you think is the outcome for uh, the women's matches for Impact for Slammiversary? Um, well, now we have two women's matches taking place. So, of course, you know, we have the Queen of the Ring, the Queen of the Mountain, I think it's Queen of the Queen of the Mountain match. And now we have the Knockout Tag Team Championships being defeated uh, at Slammiversary. So, we have, of course, the Influence, Madison Rain, and Tanil Dashwood versus Rosemary and Kyle Like, these two had like major 
confused back in that time when they when Ty was like fully in the impact. I mean, to see them be a tag now, I think that is interesting, with, especially with having being absent, like having seen her since she lost her match to uh, Marsha. So it's like now you have someone like Tanya who's going to be the Stephanie Roseman. I don't know if they were the titles, but it'd be quite kind of interesting to see uh, Taya and, and Rosemary be a tag with Havoc not being around. Mm-hmm. Nice. So who, do you, who do you have? Um, I'm going to go with Taya and Rosemary. I like the influence, um, but I like Taya and Rosemary better. And Katrina? <laughs> I'm going to have to agree there. I think it's an interesting uh, tag team. Uh, Taya's also somebody just absolutely fantastic. And I think that- Another I, Canadian, I, by the way. Just, <laughs> just saying. Just saying. And I, lo- I love uh, Tanil. <laughs> I think she's great. But like Rosemary has her like, like style and then Taya has like it's just so different and I'm oh I love when you can get like two people you kind of mesh up and you're like well can this work and you kind of question it but then it kind of works and you're like okay okay so I think a nice way I guess not that you want somebody to lose their titles but like if we can see Taya and Rosemary come off champions and kind of really start off like these two women who are not really alike and like they have their own history being champions, I feel like that can be done in a really interesting way. And so I I feel I'm going to go with just like the fan part of me want them to take <laughs> it uh, more so than me thinking like behind the scenes. Just like, I feel like that would be uh, like a good, I, I would like that. I personally think that would be like a really interesting point to kind of pull off with them being tag champs. Okay. Okay. Uh, last question, a panel question. You have time for it, Katrina? Yep. Okay. Panel question. So if you can pick any promotion to redo their women's division, what promotion would it be? And what would be the one first thing you would do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say AEW, honestly. I mean, and, <laughs> and the reason why we I would say AEW is because of, if you're looking at the women's division as um, you do see them, you don't see that many on, on TV. You know, there's a lot of, we've had these conversations before as to why they're not on TV that much. They're mainly seen on like YouTube, Dark, and the women go crazy on Dark and Dark Elevation. I mean, they put on really, really good matches, you know, and, that, and I feel like they do a lot of major things with the women on Dark instead of trying to implement that on TV. Like tonight, they have Nyla Rose against Max and Paula. This is the first time, the first time you're having two non-binary uh, trans wrestlers face each other. Mm-hmm. Why is that not on on either rampage at least? You know why 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 put it on 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 dark? You know so and that's a match that I think a lot of people are anticipating. So I mean, if I was to I would just redo everything. I I would change a lot of the stuff. Um, I would make it equal. The equal amount of matches for the men would be the equal amount of matches for the women. I feel like, but I would want the women to shine a little bit more. I wouldn't want feuds that just happened overnight and then you have one-off title matches and that's it. There's nothing else to, to carry on after a while with the men. You have lingering feuds continuing on while the women just, you defend your title here, that's it. You move on to the next person or you don't see your champion at all whatsoever. 
then we forget that they even hold the title. So I mean, mm-hmm. I AW doesn't do that. Um, WWE, they are right for right now. For now. Katrina. <laughs> Well, I literally just ranted about this on Saturday on the indie show about AEW and their shenanigans. I'm definitely AEW. Tony <laughs> likes Tony Khan likes to skate across those questions when you mention the women and you're like, so what are mm-hmm. you gonna do for the women? And he'll be like some nonsense and he'll skate across the question. And so definitely go to AEW. Like WWE has some things. I feel like WWE, like TJ Wilson does really good women producing matches. I think Molly Holly does as well, but get some more women for the, like to write, I guess, better storylines. And then we won't have the shenanigans we got with that whole Naomi and freaking Sonya crap that we got. Um, But AEW is like a thorn in my side when it comes to how they treat the women on that show. You have so many different women, so many talented women, and do I do respect that they allow other women, especially to come in if they're not majorly signed. And that's great, but the fact that we see all these amazing matches on YouTube, and I'm like, okay, but what if you don't want to watch YouTube? What if this person is trying to see AEW for the first time and they're trying to turn the channel and they're not going to know that women's match is on it because it's not on Dynamite. Like anytime I've been live to AEW, there's either zero matches or one. <laughs> and so I'm ready to do my, like get my women wrestling matches on to like write about it. And I'm like, there's one match here, like one match. And then everything else is on the dark card. And while they usually deliver mm-hmm. on the dark card, it's like, and I like, and it's great, but can we get some of that on like Dynamite? Like we don't need to have people having the, all the many times AW ended AW with like the brawl outside the ring that happened like so many times I lost count. That is like <laughs> in that moment of throwing that random brawl, you put a, could put a woman's segment, a woman's match here. Um, mm-hmm. I just felt like even with the tournament they had, they could have done even showcasing the women better on that tournament as well. I'm hyped for Nyla and Max um, match. And so I'm like highly agitated that it's not on Dynamite. Cause I'm like, come on, like I want this. I wanted this match. I love Max. So I think this is like two like titans in wrestling and oh, it's on YouTube. And again, this is not to knock them, it's not them. It's just clearly, I don't know if Tony realizes just like there are a lot of women wrestling fans who like wrestling. We want to see the women do their thing and it shouldn't be like, maybe we get that one match on Dynamite and you might get them on a pay-per-view and like the pre-show. Definitely that, definitely more main eventing. Women should be main eventing because I believe I asked that question as well. And he kind of was like, yeah, but you know, I'm like, listen, but okay. <laughs> like, I'm lucky you're going to be professional, but I always wanted to be like, listen here, Tony. Like, that is not what I'm asking. It's like, can we get some more pay-per-views where the women are like, you know, main eventing. Like, there are some storylines you could really main event. I felt like the whole history between Thunder Rosa and so there was history there that you could have really pulled something, but it was just like, and again, Thunder Rosa, like she's champion. And I'm like, why am I not seeing her on TV as the champion, mm-hmm. you know, it sh- we should be seeing her. I felt like when, at least when Britt, I saw her enough that I'm like, all right, well, I know she's champion, but it's like Thunder Rosa, they gave her a championship and it's like, she kind of faded off in the background. I'm like, she's your main champion, women's champion. You know, we see Jade and that's great. Can we see them both equally? Can you, there's three shows, but make sure even if Thunder Rosa pop up on Dark or pop up on Rampage just to let us know that she's still around or some, right. something right. to give us, you know, kind of like how Lash Legend kind of pops between NXT 2.0 and NXT UK. You kind of, we see her like, okay, sis, you you grinding? Can we get that? Like, I just feel like Tony Khan needs somebody to be like, shake him and be like, dude, <laughs> put, put the women on Dynamite, please. So I want to hold right about that. So that's definitely for me, it's AEW. Like, no hesitation, AEW. 
Are you sure it's AEW? I'm just messing with you. Um, <laughs> I would say I, I definitely agree, but with you two doing AEW, I feel like we'll be good with that. I, I feel with, with WWE, they just signed, uh, they're signing a lot of um, uh, uh, college athletes. And I feel like um, it's gonna be, it's, it's, it's interesting. I really wonder too, because when college athletes get signed, to like NFL, NBA, et cetera. When they turn pro, essentially, they get people who help them manage their money. They get certain conversations, they get all this other stuff. And I don't know if WWE is doing that. And, you know, for the span of WWE and how they, you know, just let people go, it's just gonna be, I, I really wanna kind of almost just develop a program like that. Like you guys can still do your crappy, you know, your crappy storylines but just really help these athletes that when that journey is over either you know how you continue in the indie scene or how you you know figure out that next step um because you know when you get signed and now you know you're you're being taken care of and you just have your workouts you, you don't really think about anything else because you don't have to worry about that but when that train is gone and you know and it just seems like wwe just kind of leaves people off by the wayside when they're ready. I would really love like a program like that. As far as storylines, I honestly believe that they had somebody in a woman in the background, like uh, like we were saying, Katrina. I don't think that we would have had the issues with Sasha and Naomi. You know, it wouldn't have been you know, oh well, you guys just want this. Like there would be some type of understanding and compromise, something along along that level. Um, it doesn't make sense how men can do that. Um, all the time storm off but you know women do that and you know they're deemed as bad and all these other things so that would be my hope but um yeah I don't know this is you know some days I'm hopeful and some days I'm like no nothing's gonna change another thing too with that is that WWE's base is not the minority group which is fine but you also know that 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 the the, the majority they're not going anywhere so why not cater a little bit to the minority to build up that base? Now you have more people watching. Now you have more fans. Like the fact that I went to AEW and I didn't see a Thunder Rosa shirt or a Jade Cargill shirt in LA. Like that was just insane. Yeah, there is no, there is no, there is no shirt whatsoever. I don't even know if they have a shirt. I think they do, but I'm not sure. But they don't. That's even worse. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't at. It wasn't at the forum in Los Angeles. They're because was, promoting their shirts on on Twitter. Yeah, it wasn't. AEW.com, but what? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, because that's why I did. I was in New York either. I don't think yeah. their shirts was in New York either. When I was oh, in there. Wow, yeah. that's so the fact that's messed up. Right. So who's making that decision? Right. Like, would I would I have bought a shirt there? Probably not, because they're more expensive there. But like. I might have. That was the first thing. Like when I when I walked by, that was what I was scanning. I was scanning for a face of color that's a woman. And I didn't see, I didn't see actually any women's shirts. So um, you know, those are all things that I hope happens. And you know, we'll see. You know, wrestling surprises us sometimes. Other than that, uh, <laughs> back to Gail Kim being an amazing Canadian and amazing person all together. <laughs> uh, well, it's time for us to get out of here. Uh, we'll start with Katrina. Where can everybody find you? All that good stuff. 
This quick note, Santana, I love the color on you. It's a really, really pretty hey. color. It looks, it looks really you. nice. Look at how my black hair, so I want to try some color. So. No, it looks really nice. It brings out your skin tone. I love it. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, you guys can find me pretty much anywhere. I'm on TikTok, all that stuff. And Cat We Trust, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter to eat is a three. Sorry, New, New, it's New York City. It, it gets warm and they start like doing the motorcycles and it gets a little annoying. But um, yeah, pretty much find me on anywhere on In Cat We Trust. And if you are in the Brooklyn area this weekend, I will be there representing Women's Wrestling Talk. And so definitely come stop by, say hey, and, you know, we'd love to meet you guys. Yeah, um, it's crazy that that just reminded me when I used to I used to go to Coney Island every summer and it just it it was just always noise nonstop like it was just it was always something like it's so funny now I think about it like where I am in LA it's like quiet and that just brought me back to like my childhood it was just always busy anywho uh Santana with the gorgeous hair and the skin tone and looking flawless and hating on the Canadian wrestlers a little bit with oh, the eye roll oh, where can uh where can everybody find you I have no hate in my blood for Canadians okay <laughs> I will come visit y'all one day um, <laughs> whenever I get on the plane. Um, but you can take a bus. <laughs> Greyhound goes to Canada. <laughs> Trust the bus. Crazy people on the bus. I don't need nobody doing no break dancing and, and climbing up the poles and stuff. I don't have time for that. Um, but you guys, of course, can find me on Google as usual. Uh, Drea Santana, D R I D E. Um, that's the only way you can find me because that's it. You're going to find everything that I do there. And you definitely check me at Summer Grocery this Sunday um, with Nikki, of course. We're going to be doing a post show afterwards and kind of get out of experience there at Summer Grocery. We don't know who's going to win. We don't know who's going to pop out. But I'm excited and the camera ready too. So TK, be on the lookout because I got some pictures coming for you. Okay. <laughs> Well, there it is. Definitely, um, definitely also check out the website uh, that Santana is the manager of all the writers, editor-in-chief. So www.talkpod.com. Katrina is also one of the writers. Some amazing articles for this month. We're celebrating Pride. Um, yeah, it's there's stuff that I didn't even, it's just so, it just seems like there's just so many wrestlers, which is a great thing. But, you know, being like a network that's trying to be all-inclusive, it's like, it, it just never... It just never, it's just never ending, which is also a good thing, but it's also like, okay, we're just not sleeping or more Centennial's not sleeping. Um, but make sure to check all that out. Also check out our TikTok, which Katrina is managing. We're doing, we have some really great videos on there as well. All our social media is Pod. Other than that, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Uh, thank you guys for supporting us. Thank you guys for making Women's Wrestling Talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.
Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.